All right. Oh, my God. I was like, damn, you're on it, but now you fucked it up. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This, this is mm. Asinine Radio. This is the weekly podcast mm-hmm. where we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into some great talk, possibly great talk on what we bought uh, record-wise. Ro- record and we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether. In the ether. Is Jeff. Yeah. And... Um, I will. I do want everyone <coughs> listening to go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Send us an email at as or send us an email at asinine.gmail.com. At, at and when you rate us on iTunes, give us five stars. Don't be a Bocephus and give us a one star. Don't be an asshole. And I did want to say we did get a new five star review. Did we? And we got a review, and this came from uh, came a few days ago or last week, from what it looks like, and it came from somebody named Rally Alley ninety six, and they said my friend recommended this podcast to me, and I really enjoyed it. It feels like I'm just having a beer with friends and talking about music. I would I would have never even considered if I hadn't listened to this podcast. They are like, wait, they are like your really cool friend who you always go to for music rec- music recs. Would recommend to anyone looking for new music or something enjoyable to put on in the car. There you go. Toy. Rally Alley 96. Rally Alley 96. Killing it for us. Killing it for us. Do you, do you think so, that 96 means they were born in 96, so they're, they're a lot younger than us? Or do you think that 96 means that they... It probably means they were uh, born in 96. It probably <laughs> does. <laughs> I really don't see why anybody would put 96. But anyway... Yeah. So so yeah. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's super awesome. I never awesome. said thank you for that. Oh my god. Now I never have the chance. That's a sad song. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So this is Asinine Radio. Thank you again for that. Uh, and go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. I'm going to say it like a hundred more times because why not? Now, Jeff, let's get into our fearless beer review. You got your beer ready. You got your lunch pail. Lunchbox. So we moved a fridge into what is my office slash kid art room slash music room slash record listening room. So there is now a mini fridge in here. So I don't even need to like worry about ice packs and coolers anymore because I just I can just walk over there and grab a beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then what do you got uh, for us today? I've done nothing at all this week except stress about school because the kids are starting school and it's all online. And what they did to us was they dropped some info. I, when I say they, I mean like the school board, the teachers. They dropped some info 
um, on Friday and then ghosted us for the weekend. They dropped all his info, like all this like login stuff. And of course, like I didn't understand any of it. So I had all these questions, but there's nobody there. So all weekend I was stressing. Whatever, what, what have you. And I knew this was coming anyway. So this week I've done nothing except listen to music, my records specifically, and stress. So I didn't have time to go out and fix <laughs> something special. So I have a Negra Modelo today. Oh, so good, but so boring at the same time. I mean, since you got something so exciting there, <laughs> I got this. This I actually picked this up last week uh, when I uh, when I was at Mr. K's. I just didn't have time today, but so I used. I'm gonna use this one. I've uh, never. I don't think I've ever had it. It's called Moon Buggy from Central C- Central Coast Brewing uh, up in San Luis Obispo. The brewery's been around since 1998. It's it seems like it's kind of kind of popular, but um, this is a double IPA. It says that it's also a hazy, but I've never heard of a hazy double IPA. I don't know if that's a thing, but it's eight eight percent, and uh, it's fifty five IPU. And the reason why I picked it up, like I pick up most beers, is because of the label. I like the label a lot. So that's what I got. I got, I got one pint of it. One pint of this sucker. Damn. Yeah, I just that sprayed all over my face. <laughs> God damn it! How did you oh. get? Fuck. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So, what you got? Anything else to say about your ne- uh, Negro Modelo? I mean, this is my um, this is this is one of my go tos. If I go to any kind of uh, bar that I see has draft beers that are not in any way craft, I always look for kind of two things: Dos Equis Amber, and then this one. This is a little more deep cut than the Dos Equis Amber. But um, pretty much, this is like a staple of any any good Mexican restaurant. They they usually have this on tap, and and I always go for this one. Yeah, I think it's either on tap or in a bottle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, Let, let's uh, let's try these. Let's, let's go. Try it. Here we go. Yep. Classic. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that a uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm good? Mm-hmm. Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you is that a is, is that a drain pour? A, a bucket pour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, this is so oh, good. Of course, it's oh, good. It's probably shit. a double hazy, and he's a, he's a double haze oh, bro now. Damn, you're a double that haze bro. Good. Woof. All right, let's get into our three-point rating system. So if you don't already know, three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, you're going to continue to drink, one's a bad beer, but you should try it once, and zero is a drain pour. What do you you got, Jeff? What what do you got about your your, uh, your nigger Modelo? Based on on just value overall, this is a 2.5, but if I had to go on just actual like taste, and I would would just sell it too. Fair enough, fair but it's, enough. it's cheap. Almost, it's just as cheap as Corona. Like you can buy this just as, as cheap as you can Coronas, and this is exponentially better than Coronas. So value, yes. this is an easy two point five. But um, I mean, you know, it, there there are other better beers. But as far as like the Mexican stuff, I don't. I still have yet to find a really good craft Mexican like lager. Yeah, a lot of breweries don't make them. It's weird though. It's really weird. It's like they're afraid of the Coronas and the Pacificos and the Dos Equis. Well, it's hard. It's hard to compete, tries. right? Like, you, dude, how you gonna compete when Coronas selling their bottles like a dollar a bottle? Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Less than that, right? Because you can buy what a twenty-four pack of Corona for like fifteen bucks. 
Can you? Is it really that cheap? Maybe it's like twenty I guess bucks. So, yeah. Less than no, a dollar think, a beer. Yeah, I, I think it's like eighteen, nineteen. Bucks, yeah. yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Fuck. Coronas are so bad though. I mean, they're not bad. They're just boring. Boring as fuck. They're plain old people beer. I do. That's what it is. I like Corona Light because you still get a hint of the Corona taste, and it's just not as gross as Corona. Because I think Corona is really disgusting. But I want a little <sighs> bit of the disgusting, not too much. Just a little bit. My Moon Buggy beer. I like this. I like this a lot. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I do. I think it's really good. I like that. For for a double IPA, it's extremely smooth. Deeper. It has a. It's not like a citrus, uh, like a normal citrus haze. It has like um, it's almost like candy, but it's not like a syrupy candy, because you you know how like sweet beers can taste very syrupy, They're, like this this that's none of that none of this, this is like a really well made beer, mm. honestly it's a really well made beer. What's it called? Moon buggy. Moon buggy by Central Coast Brewing. It's a seasonal, from what I was reading too. But no, I think this is a really good. It, I mean this this is good. That's the label you liked. Yeah, it caught my attention. Okay, caught my attention. I mean, did you buy a four the pack? Label I've seen. No, no, I bought one. Oh, because in the four I, pack, I've, I've been burned before, so I don't, I don't buy more than one if I haven't tried it. In the four pack, it has, uh, you know, those like those craft plastic four pack holder top things. Yeah, but it's like neon green, so it kind of meshes, oh, meshes. in. So yeah, it's kind of cool. But it's, but you know, the the, the art's okay. It's fine. It looks like yeah. it Coors Light on. On wheels on the moon. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I might, you know, okay, so with our three-point rating system, I'm going to have to give this a perfect three. Damn, you didn't even finish it. Dude, it's yet. really good. It's really good. Uh, I'm I, really, really digging if, it. If if it gets worse, you, you're going to have to. I'll bring it down, you're gonna have, yeah. you have to say something. Cause oh, absolutely. That's right, right out the gates, that's that's really high. That Dang. is, I mean, that that's a solid fucking beer. Damn killing it over there at central coast brewing sloan uh sloan is here listening too and he has a prairie artisan ale they make fantastic stouts and he's got a bomb it's it's pretty much all the good stuff you want from a stout but it also has uh has some peppers in it so it's got a little bit of a oh. kick but it's not spicy that you would think like salsa or or anything else is spicy it's it's almost like that cinnamon spice you know cinnamon has kind of like a spicy yeah taste to it it's that type of spice Almost so, like how when you have like the um, like the Sam Adams seasonals, like yes, that kind of exactly. Kick? Okay, so it, it's not it's not like you need water because it's it's hot. That spice wise, it's just you know, it's got a little it's got a little edge it's got to a it, kick. Yeah. and it's like twelve percent or something like that. So, Oof. but uh, it's going to be on the floor. It's good. That's good stuff. I I mean that's our fearless beer review. I, I looked on Beer Advocate. Mm. Uh, my boy Raul had to, he did not. Um, review this beer. There's there's only one review and it was really boring. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm missing Raul. We haven't seen him in a few weeks. So. It was was that one okay. review boring because it was like well thought out and and, th- and they did a good job exploring like the tastes. Yeah, but that's just boring. It's like everyone <laughs> says the same thing. Oh, everyone says this pours a hazy or a straw yellow, and it has good, good has leasing. fragrances of all these flowers and just that's like true. dude, shut the fuck up. You don't even know what. F- what flowers smell like, probably. I live in like the middle of New York City. It smells like flowers. Fuck <laughs> out of here. People are such idiots. Smell like sewer rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Let's move on to, uh, the, to, to the next part here. To the bulk uh, of our show now. 
yeah, the bulk of this episode for sure, because Jeff and I have gotten really into um, collecting vinyl, collecting records, and it's become this addiction that um, has really overtaken our lives, for better or for worse. I almost, I almost wonder, like, what would be cheaper, this new vinyl addiction that we have, or just like doing like hard drugs? Because <laughs> these things aren't cheap; they're not, they're not like way expensive. But when you buy them in bulk, it's they yeah, can do it. It's just like adds up. Also depends on where you're buying them and, you know, the quality. It's tough. <laughs> it's a little sipper. Okay, you want me to go first? You want to go first? No, yeah, no, you go first. You you always go first. Teach pick. All right, so, so I kind of just, I kind of organize these based on how I listen to them, and then I group different genres together. So the first thing, um, I got Edie Gourmet's self, self-titled album, Edie Gourmet. She's my uh, she's my second favorite singer of all time, right behind Regina Spector. Like she is just she's absolutely fantastic. And this album has my favorite song of hers, that I'll take romance. Remember that one where she does like four octave jumps in it, and at the very yeah. end is really boss. It's a good album. It was only like four dollars because like the case was super like bleached in the sun. Yeah, and so it was super like it had like this red tint over the whole thing. But the album plays That's fine. Fun. No scratches, nothing. Nothing, like that. nothing. Plays flawlessly. There you go. So that was cool. That was a good pickup. And then uh, we bought a, a crate full of records, and we've been like, dividing them up um, a couple times <laughs> so a week. Many fucking records. Yeah, we got. I, th- I think so. A total, we have we bought a, a, a hundred and fifty records for a hundred and twenty dollars, right? Minus the twenty from selling something. Yeah. Plus, something like a like fuck that. ton of forty fives. Which none of us care about. Not really. I picked out a couple of them. I found uh, th- there was a lot of um. Actually, there was a lot of uh, like Banda type forty fives there. So I was Ooh. I was happy to pull those ones out. That's right up your alley. Yeah, good stuff. Cielito Lindo was in there. I was super I was super stoked about that. A lot of good stuff. Who that is? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know that. Oh, that song. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that song's a banger, man. So anyway, uh, I I picked up one of my one of my picks was Antonio Carlos Hobim. Um, Brazilian dude. It's his first album, not his best album, but uh, it's just some really damn good bossa nova music. And oh yeah, I wanted to hear that one. There's some more to come in the next batch of this artist, including what I think is his best album. I'm not gonna tell you what that is, but that'll be my number one pick. So that was my that was, what was what's his name again? Antonio Carlos Hobium. Okay, I'm gonna take all of that when we split up. That's the, uh, I mean that's not gonna happen. So that's, that's fine though. <laughs> But uh, he he actually hooked up with with Stan Getz, who who I love as a jazz musician, and kind of both of them in the '60s really really brought like bossa nova to the to the U.S. and the world, the pop world, and mm. good stuff, man, just really good stuff. Um, so then I got into kind of like the like the reggae, as I classify it, in my eight genre classifications. So the first one is Count Aussie, Ozzy. His album, Man from a Higher Heights, never heard of him, picked this up, used, it was on sale, it was cheap. I guess he's a, a Rastafarian drummer and band leader, and this album is pretty much all instrumental. And I'm assuming it's him drumming, and it's fucking so good. Is it really? His drumming is just, it's, 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 it's more percussive than it is actual drumming as, as we know like rock drummers to be. Yeah, but damn, it is so good. And there's a little bit of singing in the first track, and then the rest of the thirty minutes of it is just nothing but just instrumental stuff. And it's like from the '80s, like early '80s, just fantastic stuff. 
Damn, that's pretty rad. I uh, got another I'd like, one. I'd like to get my hands on that. Got another one. Lord Nelson, his his album Aha. Guys from T- T- Tobago, Tobago. Mm-hmm. Trinidad, uh, Tobago. Trinidad, Tobago. This one's from 1977. Just really good reggae, calypso music. Really good stuff. Not a lot of info on him online, so it was it was it was kind of hard to read up on him. Um, I got I got Bunny Lee, King of Dub, very famous musician and producer. Worked with Lee Perry and eventually found King Tubby to help develop develop and define that uh, that dub sound. So this is just a, a dub album through and through. And I know you picked some up for me too, which I'm super excited to listen to. Got you some some King Tubby and some Scientist. He, yeah. put, he put that bass up like as loud as it can go. And it's just <laughs> it's dirty. I'm so jealous because I'm like I'm looking at those two records right now. I, I set them aside. Listen to them. Nah, because they're 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 still sealed. Oh, open them up. Nah, I don't want that. It's your it's your stuff. I don't want to be the one to open them up. I don't. Dude, I, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Next one, uh, Harry Belafonte, Midnight Special. I've been looking for this one for a while for two reasons. One, this has um, Michael Row Your Boat Ashore. I, I that was my weekly pick many many weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I do remember. Such a good song. It just like the way he <laughs> sings on it is just so like he he could be singing like in an opera or, or at the Wembley, just that one song and it would sell out. It's just fantastic. And the other one is this album features the first like official recording of Bob Dylan playing backup harmonica and when, and, and I think the midnight special title track. Song. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Bob Dylan, but oh, no, that's pretty interesting. Guy, dude. <laughs> uh, next two things, two Ramones <laughs> album, subterranean jungle and halfway to sanity. These are both very solid outputs. And and they're kind of like in their latter years. And I've realized that 80s Ramones, minus End of the Century, which was 1980. I think that one was produced by Phil Spector. But 80s Ramones is my jam. They're they're faster, really? they're harder, they're better. And they're just, everything I've listened to so far, everything I've, I've texted you saying, oh, this is really good. That's all been from the 80s. Really? Okay. I mean, a lot of Ramones fans would hate you for that. Probably. <laughs> Fuck them! They're stupid. They're 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 attached to old 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 ways. They're like the Jedi, stuck in the old ways. Well, hey, come on. We don't need to to make that comparison. They even had Debbie Harry sing on uh, backup vocals on one of their songs. Fucking that was rad, a good one too. Dude. Yeah. So halfway to sanity and subterranean jungle, both fantastic Ramones albums. Never thought I'd even say those say those words <laughs> together. I uh, picked up two. A day to remembers homesick and what separates me from uh, you. <laughs> I just I don't get that band, man. Oh, I just don't get that band. They're so good. <laughs> Eddie Arnold, best of. Um, this one was kind of funny because I played a actually I played Cielito Lindo that that Spanish song, and I had, I had to put my player to forty five, and so when I put Eddie Arnold on, he started singing like a fast tempo and a high pitch, and I was like, why the fuck? This is terrible. And I got three and a half songs in, listening to this shit <laughs> until I realized, oh, I need to change it back to the thirty three. <laughs> Three and a half fucking songs in, I realized that this is not how he sings. But after I changed <laughs> it, it was it was pretty good stuff. <laughs> I, I did felt, the same thing. I felt really stupid. Oh shit, that's great. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one, Julio Iglesias. I picked okay. up this one from our from our boxes because he he's I don't even know how to classify this guy. On this one album, he sings in English, Portuguese. Spanish and like three other languages, different songs, Italian. That one wasn't very good at all. It was very bad pop, similar to like you would think of uh 
I don't know, man. Like who's some stupid pop artist? Like Rod Stewart or <laughs> just not as heavy? If that, oh God, I wouldn't even. I would never say Rod Stewart is heavy uh, in any fashion. Yeah, it, it, was, it just wasn't very good. But it was, it was interesting for him to have one song in English and then go to Italian and then go to like Portuguese and then go to Spanish. So that was fun. But I'll probably never listen to it again because it was dumb. I picked up this cool, this cool '80s hip hop uh, band group, Nucleus. Their their album Jam on Revenge. That was like their only really big song. I guess these guys started off as a joke rap band. They they were doing like the club scene in in the early days and doing a lot of uh, just like instrumental hip hop. And they made a song that was kind of like making fun of rappers, and it mm. got big. And then they became like a hip hop group. Very short lived. So though. weird. Yeah. Wait, how did you find out about them? Because I had never heard of them. I was uh, I was flipping through vinyl over at uh, our local shop, Grace Records, and this is the only place that I've gone to that has used hip hop. The only place. Every uh. every other place has hip hop, but it's always new, and you it's always the same. It's always it's always like the new guys, and then it's always Wu Tang, and then Dre, N.W.A., and then there's nothing used. But this is the only place I can go to find used hip hop, even though it's mostly like twelve inch like singles. Mm-hmm. But this one caught my eye because the cover art is done by one of the guys who also drew for Ren and Stimpy. And Ooh. so it's very vibrant, very colorful, very cool. I think he also drew uh, for like Marvel briefly too, comics nice. in like the 90s or 80s. But uh, it was cool. The cover, the cover art caught my eye. And then I looked <laughs> it up and it didn't get very good reviews, but I like it a lot. It's very cool. Yeah, fuck reviews. You know? Yeah. Even though that's all we do on this podcast is reviews. reviews. I, I think reviews are, are, are a good starting point. If if something gets like critically shit on, then I mean there's a good chance it's probably not gonna be very good. But yeah, if it's also maybe. critically acclaimed and there's also a, a decent chance it'll be good. It's that middle ground that's the problem. And so if that's I'm, a good point. If I'm out record shopping and I pick up a record I'm like, Oh, I never heard this, this looks cool, let me look at reviews and like every website gives it a fucking five, then I'll pick it up. I don't care. <laughs> because at worst, I'll fucking either hate it and then I'll be like, oh, fuck all these reviews. They're all terrible. Or I'll also agree and I'll have a great album. On the flip that's side, true. too, with the negative reviews, right? I'll either love it or hate it, whatever. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's one way of looking at it to yeah. rationalize, you know, these purchases. There's just too much music out there and I can't, I'm not going to like read everybody's Wikipedia entry for every <laughs> single fucking album that I come across. Especially when you're at the happen. store, at the record store and like I feel like I almost feel like bad looking up, looking at my phone while I'm at the record store because I feel like they're thinking that I'm like trying to cheat them. Oh, like look on Discogs for prices and yeah, shit. Exactly. Nah. You got to just whatever. you know, you got to just keep going. They'll, they'll know you. No, I know. I've 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 met I met some cool people, so. You almost met all of the people, cool people today. Oh, and fucked it up. But No, I fucked it up. Um I I I traded Sloan, my roommate, um, he gave me Master Reality by Sabbath, and I bought him a copy of that Nucleus I was talking about mm-hmm. um, from Discogs. And then that one, uh, that one was a good copy. He he, most of his old rock, like he has, he has a bunch of doors that are scratched. He has a Led Zeppelin four that is scratched beyond listening. Every track skips, like it jumps, unlistenable. It's so disappointing. Yeah, and he had Led Zeppelin two, and like the the the. The gate um, fold was was tore up. It was ripped everywhere. There were stains. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck did you do? I don't get. I don't understand how like records can can get that bad. You know, like 
what can you possibly be doing to your records? It's because you throw them in a box and these people throw them in their garages and then, you know, they stack up or they create like a platform and then they throw bikes on top of it or they'll fucking yeah, throw I mean, weights or a mattress and then it just constantly like rubs and rubs and they pack them in so damn tight. So when you pack records really tightly, mm-hmm. like vertically, it creates that ring. So like if you see old old albums that has that ring around it where you can see like the disc through the the, the jacket. Yeah, that's because it's packed in there too tight, and it's just a little bit of friction. Like if you rub your hands back and forth a little bit like that over over many many years, it it creates that ring. And looks like shit. People don't take care of their stuff. Yeah, it's true. irritating. Very irritating. Huh? I know. I also, I also bought Led Zeppelin too. Uh, I bought an original pressing. It's a little little uh, staticky. I could have bought a newer pressing for a little bit more money, which is a lot cleaner, but. I you know I I wanted I wanted that original I wanted I, you want you I, want that I, authenticity then. yeah even though the other one was pressed like in I think like the late seventies or early eighties I just I don't care I want the OG stuff I I, I totally understand that and then uh, BT Express their album Do It I never heard of this they are an R and B group from like the mid seventies they're famous for the song Do It and. Um, it was fucking good, man. It was really, really good R and B. I don't have a lot of that in my collection anyway. Was that from the uh, from the big collection? No, I bought that one from this random record store you went to, and it was called Nichols and Tempe. And this is this is this record store is what I imagine all record stores would have looked like, even though it's the only one that looks like this. You walk in, and <laughs> there's just shit everywhere, like boxes on the floor. Dude. Things are like labeled weird. Like that's what this place is, dude. That's like Radiation Records in Fullerton, dude. It's just you can barely fucking walk. Yeah, there's so much shit. Yep. There. But yep. everything's organized. That that is the one thing though. Everything is like very very well organized. But there's fucking stuff everywhere. You're you're literally having to step over boxes. Yes. While you're going down the aisle. That's exactly what this place was. And there was two little dogs just walking around chilling. One of them just kept barking <laughs> at everybody because we had to wear masks. But it was it was cool. And, and the guys were really cool there, too. I, I was I was talking to them, and, and yeah, they're really nice. I think all record stores kind of, I don't know about out in California, but out here, every record store I've been to, maybe it's like a ruse, but they always say, like, oh, you know, come out to 45, let's, let's call it 38. And they'll, like, <laughs> knock off some money. <laughs> I've never good. had that. Well, no, I will say I did have that happen when the guys at Radiation gave me like three free records. Okay. But, so but yeah, that was okay. because they were already going to throw them out. So they just gave them to me. Maybe that's just like a a friendly state thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, so that was cool. And then the last thing I, I got today, finally, I ordered uh, I ordered something from, from Birmingham. And it, <laughs> finally, it finally came. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was actually a, a listener here of the pod and his his band modern literature and their album or ep nordic fiction and um yeah that was that's my that's my pick of the week it's pretty good man as well what's the what's the song called it's called weeping willow weeping willow okay here it is from uh from the band modern literature uh shout out to friend of the pod chris or skip i don't know who it is
There you go. Modern literature and their song Weeping Willow. Shout out to friend of the pod, Chris or Skip. I don't know what he wants, what he likes to go by because I've seen him use both names. Ooh. But yeah, that's, that's solid stuff, man. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> You're, oh, don't even start. What? Don't even start. I liked it. That song was rad. Okay. It was like it was like a better <laughs> It was like a better version of the Doors. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because there are parts to that song where I think he's just going to start screaming out like the Crystal Ship and and start singing the Crystal Ship. What? Cuz if you if you know the Doors or the Crystal Ship, the song nah, not really. sounds like it, but I love the Doors and this band. I think this band's rad. And this is their longest song on this uh i guess this is an ep not an album i don't know i'm gonna call it an album i don't give a fuck it yeah this is, this is the longest song on the album and and i i think much in in the vein of our album of the week it really it really takes its time and explores kind of, of what it wants and and where it's going it doesn't rush anything and I, I like that a lot yeah i like it too that was good solid stuff man <laughs> Why? Why are you laughing? I <laughs> because don't... I know you hate this. You think no, it's the worst that... music ever, but you won't say it. It's fine. No, this song. It's no, okay. this song. I this song was actually really. Oh, cool. this song is actually good. But the, okay, gotcha, gotcha. This song was actually really cool. Not to say the other song I heard was bad because it wasn't bad. <laughs> so don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. <laughs> anyway, fuck, man. Got, what, do we have anything else? You got anything else? No, that's uh, that's all the vinyl. I, I mean, that's not all the vinyl I listen to, but I listen to a lot of stupid shit. I don't care about talking about. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. So, the vinyl I've I, I got some stuff that I haven't listened to yet, so I'm not I'm not going to bring that up. I'm like you, I'm not going to bring it up. But the stuff that I do want to talk about that I got, some of it's pretty damn good. Some of it is. Okay, <laughs> so the first one I have here is a guy named John Houston, and the album was uh, it, it's called Wild Man of the Tenor Sax, and I looked him up. There's not a lot of information on the guy, uh, but he was fairly popular. But he, I mean, according to his Wikipedia, it's I mean, there's not a lot on his Wikipedia. But anyway, yeah, it's it, this is a solid record. It was a great. I've listened to it several times. Like it's a good like late night listen. And it's kind of, it gets kind of wild in certain parts, but overall, it's like a solid jazz record. I think it's mm. really good. It's it's really good. And I picked this one up uh, a couple weeks ago. Where did I pick it up? Oh, I picked it up at I think. Oh, excuse me. I think I picked it up at Analog Records in Orange, or yeah, in Orange. It was like a, it was like kind of in the bargain bin, but yeah, it was a solid pickup. Sounds great. There's no no popping, no skipping, nothing like that. So Isn't it crazy? Go. Like how how different. Or how rec- how all records should sound without the crackling and the pops, but because mm-hmm. of, of of lack of care, that's why you get that, and it's irritating. Uh, the next one I have here, I got this from a from the a dollar bin at a local record store, Black Hole Records in Fullerton. Great record store if you're in the area, go check them out. There, he's he's a really really nice guy, and uh, he has a pretty good selection of stuff. Uh, but I picked up uh, Chicago. Never really been into Chicago, but it was a dollar. So, I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's a fucking dollar. And so I, I picked it up. I finally listened to it this week. And it was just, it was just okay. Like, okay at best. Ugh. Like, nothing stood out to me. Uh, the, the record I got was called Chicago Transit Authority. Uh, this is their first record. It came out in 1969. 
and it was up for like a Grammy back in 1969. And I'm thinking like, like what song on this would even, would people even really consider that great? I just, I think it's just so run of the mill and they use a lot of brass instruments, which I never really knew, but like every song has like all these brass instruments and it, it could be really cool, but it's, it's just boring. Like for the most part, it's just, it's okay. That's okay. that's pretty much like all of the adjectives I think of when I when I think about Chicago. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. One like, thing I do, do people I, like I do think is so much? one thing I do think is cool about them is the way they they label or the, or the way they name their albums. Like since why, why is that? It's just one, two, three, four, all the way to like forty five thousand. Wait, what? They just they name their albums Chicago one, Chicago two, three, four. No, they don't. 15, 36. No, this one's called Chicago Transit Authority. How is that Chicago that's one? That's because it's the first one. Wait, I don't understand. What don't you understand about like naming albums? I don't... But that's the name of the album. So what are you talking about? One, Because two. they didn't start it until after that. The second album is called Chicago 2. The third album is Chicago oh, it, 3. Oh, I didn't Chicago know that. 4. I didn't well, know. How do you, what do you... I just told oh you. Oh, my how God. Do you, you, do you didn't just say that. like numerical order? You did. Just, I did. I see Chicago one, Chicago two, Chicago three, Chicago but there four. Is, but see, all that's where I got confused. 000. That's where I got confused because there is no Chicago one. It goes from this to I Chicago know two. After this one, they started it. Okay, but you didn't say that. But the, if you even knew what Chicago two was, then why did you? Why but did you I didn't. Like you don't know. I didn't know. That's oh, why I was so confused. Stupid. Jesus, you're confused. Stupid. <laughs> you buy Chicago records thinking they're going to be good. That's why. You, that's why you don't know. It was a dollar. I bought two. I bought two Chicago records. I haven't listened to the other one because I was so disappointed with this one. Dude, with a dollar, you could have went to McDonald's and bought like a large iced tea. I hate McDonald's and I don't like iced tea. So, <sighs> lose-lose for me. There you go. Uh, another record I got, I actually got it today and I listened to it today because I was so excited for it. Uh, I got AFI and I got their album, The Art of Drowning. This is my fourth favorite AFI record. So now I have my, my four favorite AFI records on vinyl. So I'm You're very proud of you, your fifth favorite? Uh, uh, no, no. Very proud of you is my, my... Actually, no. Very proud of you is my fourth favorite, I will say. Yeah, be, no, so this is my third favorite. Heart of Johnny is my third okay. favorite. Numbers are hard, clearly, for me. Dude, I know. This They're is very the hard number, for me. Number, number two in a row <laughs> that you've that you struggled on numbers here. No, shut your mouth, answer that. Art of Drowning, and then Very Proud of You. That's my Thank my you. top four AFI records. But anyway, yeah. So I got this. It's the typical Nitro Records uh, pressing of it where it's all all gray vinyl. That's how all Ooh. my other AFI records are, all gray. Um, and then when I looked on it, because the other ones I have, their first three records, they um, they have bonus songs at the very end. So I looked on the back of, of this one hoping that there was going to be a bonus song. I looked and I'm like, oh man, there's no bonus song. I was like, it'd be cool to have like a, like an awesome B side from this on there. And then, so I start playing it, playing it. And then it, it goes to, and then it finishes side A and I'm waiting for, um, days of the Phoenix come on. And I'm just like, that's what I was expecting. Cause that's what I know the album as. And then a B side came on. <laughs> so they snuck put the B side, they, they snuck it in. They put it at the end of the A side of the record. That's weird. Yeah. Dream of waking. It, it's a great B side. I, and I thought I thought that song was actually a B side for Black Sales, but apparently not. It was a B side for this. Dang. But yeah. So it's. I was like so. I was so pleasantly surprised by that. That's Because cool. that's such a great song. Dream of Waking is so good. But yeah, Art of Drowning's great. It has one of my favorite pieces of artwork. If I always have like 
back then they always had really good artwork. But this is like one of my favorites that they, that they did outside of Shut Your Mouth. But uh, yeah, so I got that. I got that from Program Skate and Sound. I think that's the full name. But Program and Fullerton, great place. Um, so yeah, <laughs> right there. <sighs> I did go there. They, I told you too, but I went there today. And if a band I like a lot called Death by Stereo, the singer of that band, Ephraim, he co-owns the Program Skate Skate Place Skate Shop or whatever where I bought this record, and uh, he was actually there today, so it was pretty cool. Talking ska, no no. He less. was. He was. He was talking about things that are probably going to happen, that he's going to be recording soon, so it's pretty... I was I was kind of like... I was, I was absolutely eavesdropping, because I didn't actually talk to him. I, I wanted to talk to him, but he was so busy talking with other people, so I didn't want to interrupt, but... Saw I right. from today. Saw I from today. Uh, the next thing I have here, I uh, got some B.B. King. I got the best of B.B. King. And uh, right. it's, I mean, it's everything you'd expect. It sounds, it sounds great, you know, musically. And it just, it's a great sounding record. There's no pops, no skips, nothing. It's a great listen. I've listened to it a couple times already. That's, that's probably like the, I think that's the only BB King I would pick up as a best of compilation. Mm. This is, he just has way too much music for me to worry about. And I think a best of would be, would be, would be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It would be sufficient, unless I dove really into him, but that's we're talking like decades of work yeah, there. Yeah, he's, he's put out so much. It's not like your typical Delta Blues where they put out like 30 songs over their career. Like, B.B. King has multiple, like, he has so many fucking full lengths. But not to diminish his, his abilities and what he's he did for the genre, but it's a lot of music. I feel like he kept it alive for the better part of the 1900s. Yeah. Single-handedly, really, right? Like, decades we're talking. Besides, about. like Clapton, and besides, like Clapton and Stevie Ray Vaughan, as BB King, that was it. That was really it. Good times. The next one I have here, I also got from Program today. Listened to it today as well. So excited! Uh, it's from this band called Mind Force. I discovered this band from the Discover Weekly on Spotify late last year. And uh, and the song Excalibur was on that, and so I, I liked that song so much. I found out about them. They're, they only had like one record and like one EP out at the time, and they put out another EP a couple months ago. But the the record I bought today is their full length, and it's the one. It's it's called Excalibur, and they, I I think I might say that they are the a better oh, version of Turnstile. That's tough. I that know because those are big words. I know, and because Turnstile is so good, but they, you know, this band Mind Force, they they take what what makes Turnstile so good, but then add almost like a a thrash element to it, but thrash in a way where not the entire song is thrash. Like they they kind of like switch genres midway through or partway through the song, but it still transitions really like all the transitions are really well done. They're just like a technically better turnstile, and they're so good. And this this album Excalibur is just so solid. But then, so I bought it. It's it's a normal LP, you know. So it's that that size. So I put it on and I hit I hit start and to play it, and I'm listening to. It, I'm like, this doesn't sound like the record. Oh, and then you, the got, you got got today. And then and then the and then the vocals started. I'm like. This really doesn't sound like the record. So I, I stopped the record player 
and I double checked and I looked at the vinyl just to make sure I had the right one because it, it it's still because the vinyl <laughs> because it, it it still kind of sounded good so I I double checked it to make sure I didn't get duped even though it was a brand new copy like so how the fuck would I get duped so I looked and I'm, it said mine for us I'm like fuck what the hell so I was <laughs> I, I stood there for like a good like ten seconds and I'm like oh fuck is this a forty five so then I, I looked and it doesn't say anywhere that you have to play at a 45. So then I just, I flipped the switch to 45 and it played perfectly. Oh, so it was, it was playing slow then, right? It was playing slow. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was like kind of like sludgy sounding, but it still sounded good. But I'm like, this does not sound like the band. <laughs> and then, and then I flipped it to 45 and like instantly it, it was just it sounded great. The, uh, the modern literature Nordic fiction thing I bought is, is 45. I don't think it, I, I don't know if I read it well enough, but I don't know if it says it on there. So as soon as I heard it, I realized like, okay, I got, I got to adjust this, but yeah. So on, on mine, the front of it, none, none, nothing says 45, the back, nothing says 45. There's like a, like a, a thing inside, like a piece of paper inside that doesn't say it's 45 at all. And then there's this tiny little download code, a download code. That it comes with to download from Bandcamp, and that says play forty five, play forty five RPM on a download code. Like the only time you wouldn't need that information is on a download code, and that's why, where it's why printed. Why would that be? Why would that like be printed uh, to that? It was so stupid, but yeah, it was it was great. That's great. Uh, wait, wait, so wait, then, real quick, though, how how dumb did you feel when you realized what happened? I felt extremely stupid. Okay, that's good. Extremely stupid. That's good. Just because I, I like I stood there and I just was like really very, very deep in thought thinking like what the hell is going on? And I could not for the life of me think of it and then it just clicked all of a sudden. I like that you checked the vinyl first. I did. Before <laughs> like thinking that it could be the speed. That's good. Oh shit. But but I did but even after I checked it and it wasn't on there, I played it again just to see if like maybe something was wrong with my record player. And it was still playing slow. And then that's when I realized nice. that it was. So then I just flipped <laughs> it over to, to 45. And then like instantly, yeah. it instantly went back to normal. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, another one I got was uh, Lead Belly. Uh, it's just called Lead Belly. I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's really a greatest hits. It's just Lead Belly. I don't think he made so. a ton of songs anyway. So again, yeah. like the, the Delta Blues stuff, like you said earlier, is just, there's only a handful of songs that they even recorded. And so mm-hmm. most of these comps have all of their music or most of their music. Yeah, exactly. And so I got that one. It sounds really good. It's kind of really low, um, low volume sounding. So I like, I have to like really crank up the volume and I have to turn the bass up a lot to even get like a, de- a decent sound. So there you go. That's lead belly. It's sounds, I mean, other than that, I mean, musically it's lead belly. It's fucking great. Uh, and then I got today a program. I also got uh, Barry White. This is in the bargain bin, and uh, I got his Greatest Hits Volume Two. And I listened. I listened to the first side of it. I didn't listen to the second side. But I mean, it's Barry White. It's just it's everything you 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 <laughs> know of Barry White. It's it's great. It's fantastic. Is Beaver Fever on that? <laughs> Beaver Fever is not on there. That's so, that song is so good. <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, that that's that was a solid one. So yeah, so yeah, I got my first Beatles record last week, and uh, 
it's not my favorite one, but it's one of the three Beatles records that I would ever want because most of the music I don't really care for that much. And that's Revolver. I got Revolver and I got it fairly cheap. I got this is the one of the older pressings from the 1960s from around when it came out. I don't know. I don't think it's the original pressing, but it's damn close. And it's the mono version, which is what I wanted. Uh, and it, there's no skips. Nope. No major pops. It is kind of crackly, kind of crackly, but it's okay. That it's totally fine with me, and and it sounds great. I forgot I haven't listened to this record in years, actually, and I forgot how great these songs are, except for Yellow Summary, and that song's kind of stupid. But other than that, the rest of the record is really Dang. great. And now I want to get the stereo version, so I can, I can, I want, I want to see if I could tell the difference between the stereo. I could actually tell the difference between the stereo and the mono version. That's what I really want to do. If you can, like, if you can, if you can pinpoint the the nuances. You will transcend into a true head <laughs> at that point. You will be a true head because people swear they can I, tell. I, I think I can see why mono is different, but I don't know unless I, I have something to compare it to side by side. I mean, given the, the, the obvious, I, I don't have to turn my head to listen to you know the guitar yeah. and the stereo version. But I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know man. But I mean, if you don't know too, the Beatles know. records were were recorded in a way that it only it, it mainly complements mono sound. It's it's recorded in mono, I guess. Is that the right term? I don't know. Did they have a big hand in recording their music, or was it just like here, here, dude, just do? It I think for it was both. Done I really think it was part. both. They had a huge play in everything that they did. I'm, as far as I know, I don't, I'm not the biggest Beatles head, but but this is this was actually the album that got me into the Beatles because I, I never liked them. And then when I worked at Tower Records, somebody put this record on on our stereo at the store, and I was just like blown away. I was absolutely blown away. And then I I dive deeper and or I dove deeper in most of the albums. I don't really they're whatever, but except for this album and two others, but. Anyway, Revolver is good. Go check it out. Um, I also got the Little Richard biggest or big hits is that kind of compilation, and it's it's the best of Little Richards. I mean, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> That's yeah, it, I guess. <laughs> fantastic. Um, is, isn't he so much better than you even thought that he was? Oh, I mean, I've always liked him, and I've always known what he sounded like. But no, he is but fantastic. Th- this. This like, like so because I, I have I have a couple of them too, and everybody likes Little Richard. He's energetic. He's fun. His his tunes are catchy, but listening to it now, which I haven't really like listened to it with my adult ears, and and probably ever. And and dude, the guy is is so much more complex than than I ever even thought, and he's so much better. Yeah, he is. He's very very. I think he's underrated, honestly. Think he's really underrated, even though so many people are influenced by him. But it, still, like the masses don't really know who he is, or they might know his name, but they don't know his music or what. I think Tutti Frutti is probably like what people would know if you played it and you said this is Little Richard. People would say, "Okay, now, okay, yeah, I know that song." But yeah, anything else, I, I I would probably say, yeah, he is. He's actually underrated, even though he's like a household name. It's weird. His music is is. Dude, it's so good. It is. It's there's nothing. I've never heard a bad Little Richard song <laughs> ever. So I got that. That was great. That was like a bargain bin thing too. So that was a great find. Uh, I got three. I got three left. 
including my my pick, my pick of the week. Uh, so I got two Pink Floyd records. I'm, I've always liked Pink Floyd, but I'm becoming more and more of a, a Floyd Floyd head. Um, so I got the album Animals and I got the album Dark Side of the Moon because I'm that basic. I I was actually kind of embarrassed going up and buying Dark Side of the Moon because I felt so basic doing it. It's like everybody who buys records has to buy Dark Side of the Moon, but it's a fucking. Did you get the? Did you get the like the new 2010 to 15 reissue? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, for both animals. Because that one says that one says that it's pressed from like the master molds from the original. Yeah, it says it's the it's it's pressed from that. And then I I, because before I had done more research on those pressings, the ones that say that they're they're mastered from the original tapes or whatever, and it says that they're identical to the pressings from 2009. So pretty people have pretty much been saying like if you have the 2009 pressing don't buy anything after because you already have it like it's it's identical so i don't have any of the 2009 so why the fuck not buy this so i got it and of course it's it's fucking great i, I mean pink floyd is so good like i got they deserve every ounce of credit that they they get they're that they're so good so at, at barnes and nobles barnes and nobles is it barnes and nobles or barnes and barnes Noble? and noble barnes and barnes and nobles there's a there's that Pink Floyd one you're talking about for thirty bucks, mm-hmm. and I I want to buy it because I don't I feel like if I'm gonna get into Pink Floyd I probably should just do song for because especially there I know a couple of their songs fairly well. Yeah, but, the, but thirty bucks is a lot. So I got mine. Mine were actually okay. So I wasn't gonna buy any vinyl. I went to Best Buy. I wasn't gonna buy any vinyl. I was going there for something else. But I was just like I kind of went over there and looked, and these two albums were discounted. To twenty two dollars, because normally they go for like thirty to forty, at like a lot of the big box stores, but it yeah. was twenty two for each, and I'm like, I might as well fucking pull the trigger and do that. It was worth it for me, so that's why I got those at Best Buy. Right. Feel bad for not supporting the small guys, but you know I've been spending enough money. With the the small, small guys like never have that stuff. Though. That's true. That's very that true. shit goes so quick, and they don't. I mean, especially like the the true heads of the vinyl community. They don't. They don't like. They like to get as much original as possible. Yeah, and 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 they they kind of steer away from like the represses and the reissues, so they don't ever get like Pink Floyd. And if they do, like dude, it gets bought in a day, a day and a half, maybe. It's true. It's gone. Yeah, and I'm not about to go to these fucking record stores every single day just looking for one album. I don't. I, I have that kind of time. I just don't want to do it. That's kind of what I was thinking too about Floyd because the only Pink Floyd stuff I've I've seen used has has been like either live recordings or like compilations and, and stuff like that. And I just, I don't really, I don't want that. I want the actual records. I don't want compilations of it. Yeah, so, me neither. Yeah, it's just so, anyway, yeah. So I got Animals and Dark Side of the Moon and I mean, they're both, Amazing records. Not my favorite records because I already have my favorite Floyd record. But which one? Which one was it? Wish you were here. No metal. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the first one you posted. Yeah, that was that was a solid one. And you know what? I bought that one brand new, like a new new pressing for like I think I paid like thirty four dollars for it, just because I wanted it so bad. So I just bought it. And then I was at a record store last week and I found a used copy for like fourteen dollars. You should have bought it for me. I would, I would have picked it up. I would have taken it. Would you really? Yeah. Oh, I, fuck, I would have picked it up for you then. Damn it. I didn't think you'd be that if into you, it. If you, 
If you ever have any record that you think is fantastic and I should hear, just buy it. Especially if it's, okay. if it's 15 or under, just if buy I, it. I will do the same. Wait, when I go there again, I'll look for it, and if it's there, then I'll buy it for you. Like your weekly pick, I've, I'm going to keep an eye out for that, too, because I listened to the album. I liked it a lot. So. Oh, you listen to the whole record? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So we might as well get into that now, right? So uh, the last record I bought, I, I've been looking at this. I've loved this record for almost 50 or like for like 12 years i've loved this record for her long time and i've been seeing this record's been brand new at this record store i've been wanting to pick up i've just been eyeing it ever since i started collecting i see it every time i go there and i I finally just said fuck it i'm gonna get it i think it's a fantastic record and that is the band is called can and the the album is called i don't even know how to pronounce it correctly but i think it's pronounced age bamyasi and they're this german band uh, from the the late sixties and seventies and eight a little bit of eighties too, and they were like, they were very they were very very popular back then, especially in Germany. And uh, their singer on this record, he was Japanese born. His name is Damo Suzuki, and um, it's a great fucking record. It's so good. This this band reminds me of like if the Mars Volta were just from the seventies. Yes, exactly. And funny you mentioned that because one of their biggest influences. Is influences is this era of can when damo was in the band and not only that another fun fact the song that omar did uh on his solo record please heat this eventually remember that oh so good the singer on only two songs the singer on that those two songs that or that 30 minute song essentially is damo suzuki the singer of the band of this band can on this record isn't that just like a jam song too? Wasn't that just like, like he played the tape? Let's go. Yeah, that's exactly just, what it was, for the most part. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Part, yeah. Please see this eventually from Omar is just one of the greatest things he's ever done. I would. I mean, I don't think I heard a lot of his stuff, but yes, from what I've heard, that is the greatest thing he's ever done. Exactly. It's it's great. So, so it was. Damo Suzuki sang on that song, and Damo Suzuki is was the singer for Can during the era of this band and on this record, and that's how I got into this band was because of Please Hit This Eventually. That's the only reason why I ever heard of Damo Suzuki, or can, for that matter. But, yeah, here, here's, uh, here's the song, um, uh, One More Night, from Can.
There you go. One more night from the band Can. Great stuff, man. Solid stuff. Good job, Tyler. It was a great pick. Good job, Tyler. That was a great pick. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's a good one. I'm glad you. I'm glad you you dug the record because I wasn't sure if you. One, I wasn't sure if you were gonna listen to it, and I'm even more surprised that you liked it. Well, as soon as you posted it, that's when I, or as soon as you texted me that it was up there, I, I listened to it, and then I was like, wow, this is really good, and I've always liked the Please Heat This Eventually thing that Omar did mm-hmm. with JF, as I call him, and <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just, I, just, I just kept it going. What do you mean with JF? Who, who else is on that? On the Please Heat, John Frusciante? Uh Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. John Frusciante didn't play on that. He wasn't? No, it was just Omar and then his brother, his brother, uh, fuck it, what's his name? Marcel. And then. Uh, that and makes then, me hate myself even more for the fact that I like it. No, it, it's mostly no, Omar. No, it, it's Omar, his brother, Marcel Ugh. on drums, and then Juan Ugh. on bass, and then. Uh, Ugh. And then Damo. Yeah. Yeah, John Frusciante is <laughs> not involved in that. That means. That means I kind of do like it more. That's, <laughs> that's even better. Oh, it's so good because you expressed your love for for Omar, and oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, I feel gross now. I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel like I betrayed myself. Uh, uh, don't look at me. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. No, it's good. This this was solid stuff, and and I know you've talked about this band in the past, and and we never really. We've never got into them. Yeah, I've, I've ever. I've thought about doing this album on the pod before, but we've never. We've always wanted to do, or I've always wanted to do something more than this, so I never picked it as the album of the week. It's 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 kind of interesting too, because now that I'm I'm collecting and and you like your 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 brain takes everything in, you just can't remember things sometimes. But I I know one of the records where I go to has a, has like a wall of fame type of thing, where it's just a lot of good unique rare stuff they put on the wall to sell for more money yeah and this this exact album is up there oh, so next nice. time i go in i'm gonna see which pressing it is and then and, and see what it, how much it is and maybe maybe pick it up yeah the the one i got is is a newer pressing i think it's like from 2016 so it, it, it's newer but i just wanted it so bad and i've been wanting it for so long that i just i, I just got it got the new one i would love to get an, an older pressing of it but you'll find it one day yeah I, I think that's eventually what my my collection is going to be probably within the next year or two like multiple copies of the same albums like my favorite albums or albums i really like just to to have them and to see if i can tell the difference yeah yeah roll in baby <laughs> i know but it's also i, I hate it but i it's it's also great at the same time. I also built a little holder for my 45s. I have like 15 of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, have like, I have like sure. 20 or 30 of them, actually. That that holder is pretty cool, though. I have a lot of uh, like like read-along Disney 45s. Oh, really? Yeah. Like what? Um, I have Bambi. I, I fucking don't even know right now. I think, oh, I have Fox and the Hound. Two saddest um, fucking Disney movies. Uh, yeah. They are. Come on, uh, Lady than I've Lady than Tramp. Another sad one. That was a yeah. All the animals are sad. Animals are always sad. the The place that I go to has has 101 Dalmatians, <sighs> and nobody ever goes in the 45 section. So I'm gonna pick that one up next time. Another sad one. There you go. I have another one too. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I think it's like Mr. Toad or something. I, don't, I can't remember. I don't oh, okay. Nice. 
Damn, I've gotten to the point where I don't even know what I have. <laughs> I for sure, like, if I had to ballpark uh, the amount of vinyl I have, I probably have almost 200. Fuck, man. Over this is like but, over like a month and a half. <laughs> but that includes all the shit that we bought in the box. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So there's a solid like 50 to 60 there. And you, with you, you have to add the extra like 60 that you got. From your mom, it was friend. exactly sixty. Was it really I, exactly? I, yeah, I counted. I, it was exactly sixty that I got. <laughs> Fourteen Ramon records. That's yeah. great, though. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It makes it easier to to add to a collection when it's already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> All right, we good. We good with vinyl talk. We 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 good with this. With yeah, VT, we, put that to bed we got quick. we got we're good with VT. Okay, yeah. so we got some we got some new uh, album releases, and we also got some new quite a few new songs. So there are two songs I want to play here. I don't know if Jeff wants to play any of them, but I guess we'll we'll find out along the way. So regarding the new albums or EPs released, Black Audio. This is the side project from two of the guys from AFI, Davey Havoc and Jade Puget. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but that's cool. Uh, Black Audio put out a new EP called Beneath the Black Palms. I have not had a chance to listen to it, but it might be decent, might be great, might be good, might be bad. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Uh, and then I got duped uh, earlier this week, too. The Vandals, it said on Spotify that they put out a new record called Curse of the Unripe Pumpkin. And as I was listening, I thought, I've heard this song before. It sounds really familiar. So I double checked, and sure enough, it was a song from one of their records back in the mid nineties. And then I looked more into it and this is essentially just a comp mostly of songs that were like on movie soundtracks and not even really B sides, just like movie soundtracks. And then there was the one song from the quickening. And then one of the songs was the brand new song they put out last year. So I don't even know if this is like the band had any say on say in this, but I don't know. It was really confusing. Yeah, it's definitely weird, and and I don't understand why this happened. And I checked every like social media profile from the Vandals to Josh Freeze, Warren, and Joe Escalante, and none of them made any mention of this. Oh, just so they fucking yeah, this is they don't like this shit. Then yeah, I don't even know what it is. Like, did Kung Fu Records put Kung Fu Records put this out? Because if they did, why would Joe Escalante put it put it out? Because I mean, he he runs Kung Fu Records, so why would? He put this out. I just know. I don't know. None of it makes any sense, but whatever. I just wanted to bring that mm. up because it's annoying. Um, some new songs that have been released this week. This is probably the best song that's been released this week. I don't know if you, you'd agree or disagree with me on this. but It's top two. Top two of the week? or There's, or there's actually a song on here that I think is really good. Really? Better, better than this? One. I don't think it's better than this, but I think it's pretty damn good. Well, let's get into this one first, then we'll get into yours. And Okay, so Korn have been known to put out several covers over the years, and they've always talked about putting out a covers album for like the last 15 years. They've talked, or over 15 years, they've wanted to put out a covers album. And um, it seems like they're going to finally do it. And this is the first one of the songs from that. And this one features Yellow Wolf, and it's a cover of the Charlie Daniels song, Devil Went Down to Door. Went Georgia. Woo. The devil went down to Georgia. I even said that with an accent, and I didn't like that. Georgia. Georgia. 
I did not like that, but I thought I thought it was a great cover. I thought dude, they did so well. It's so good. I've listened to it over and over and over again. What do you think? <laughs> I no, I thought it was I thought it was good. I just good. Yeah, no, that's it's yeah. it's good. I thought it was good. I yeah, I I I liked it. I mean, the originals is I mean, you cover a song that's like legendary, so you're never going to get better. True. You can only get worse. True, but you're never going to get better, but this is this was so well done. This kept with the corn elements and it just paid such great tribute to Charlie Daniels, I feel. It was so well done. That's I mean, they they checked all of the boxes that I like in a good cover. And like you said, this sounds like corn, but it also sounds like the devil went down to Georgia. There's they're they're both bands mixed into this song and it's fun. And I think that's like the best part about it is it's still because the devil went down to Georgia is a fun song. Yeah. And this is still fun. Mm-hmm. And even better is I don't know I didn't know fucking Yellow Wolf was in it until I read it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. He didn't open his mouth too much and ruin the song like he did with Blink. So, but that's, that's good. but that also show goes to show that the song is so good that it can make Yellow Wolf look good. And not only that, what's really cool is that Yellow Wolf plays Johnny in the song, and Jonathan Davis plays the devil. And I, I just they're, they're kind of like little back. I mean, there's not a lot of back and forth, but what's there is really cool i just i i can't i was just so like blown away by this i thought it was so good this is probably their second the best second best cover they've ever put out so good what was their first best cover kidnapped the sandy claws from nightmare before christmas oh that's pretty that was that that cover is amazing so they i mean they just kept in with theme though they are kind of already in that theme this is this is so besides their theme have you ever have you ever heard the the psychedelic first song love my way no, maybe you've heard maybe, it. Maybe you've know. just heard it in passing, but but Corn did a cover of that, and it sounded really really good too. That was a great cover. But anyway, yeah, they they put out a lot of good covers. They did that Ice Cube cover, great. Like that was a great cover too. They did that with Chino from Deftones. Come on, man. come on, Wicked, great song. But anyway, enough enough of this is a good cover. Enough of my my Corn fangirling. I'm just gonna play the song. Uh, so here's their cover of Devil Went Down to Georgia. A quick, Across the strings and it made an evil hiss. And 
There's the corn cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> so good. That's good. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And what's really cool, too, is that corn, they, they never, like, shred on the guitar, but they they did in this song to mimic the the violin or the whatever, the fiddle. So damn good. Skid, 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 skid. Okay. So the next thing we have here is Marilyn Manson. He put out a new song with Shooter Jennings. Apparently his new record is co-written with Shooter. They just like sat with each other and they, they, they wrote this record together. And the first song that they came out with this week is called We Are Chaos. And it was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't anything bad, but it wasn't that great, right? I mean, I've never been a Manson fan, but I mean, if this is what people want to hear, then that's, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's fucking okay. boring, yeah, but okay. It's okay. Uh, Touche Amore, uh, they're they're currently or they just finished up in the studio with uh, my boy Ross Robinson, producing their new record and they put out the first song from their new record with Ross called Limelight. Uh, I'm not I don't really know much about the band, but this song was pretty cool. It's pretty pretty cool and pretty much every band that works with Ross, their record tends to sound pretty different from everything that they've done, but usually better or you know just a good different. Not like a John Feldman different. It's a good different. So I think the only reason why I know about this band was either like Kevin or Brian, one of those two, yeah. liked this band enough for me to hear a lot of it. And I never I never really got into it. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't hear enough songs. But what I did hear is like, oh, that's fine. But uh, but this song's a banger. This song's you liked it that much? good. <laughs> this song is so, I already playlisted it. Wow. So good. No shit, I'm surprised. This was the second best song on this on this week's list. Wow, that do you want to play it then? Uh, I mean, if you want to, yeah. Fuck it, dude. Why not? I mean, you're you're enjoying yourself for once. It's so good. So we we might as well play it if you really you're really loving it. So here we go, Limelight from Touche Amore. Mm. 
Listen to that fade. <laughs> you like it? I'm, I'm surprised you like it so much. I was surprised too. Very, very <laughs> abrasive and annoying vocals over just a very soft, cool melody. I don't know, man. It just it it, it meshed well. It did. See, Ross Robinson. He not only did he perf- like create and not create, but he perfected the new metal sound. But I will say he like perfected the the post rock, post punk genre as well. You know, with At the Driving and Blood Brothers. And I feel like this is an extension of that, of what the Blood Brothers and At the Driving were doing twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially from a band that I just I never cared about, and then now I'm just like I, I love. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it, that was solid. It was it was good. It's definitely good. Um, ah. Let's move on. Run the jewels. They or they they put out a song with Travis Barker, or I guess Travis Barker put out a song with Run the Jewels. I don't know how how you want to say that. But uh, it's called Forever, and I thought it was good, but it I don't know. The beat was the weakest part of it. I don't know if that's me being biased against Travis Barker. I thought it was good. I thought it was good to great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's that Run the Jewel sound. Um, I'm not disappointed. If I heard this on an album, I wouldn't skip it, and I thought it was a great song. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I, I Maybe I just have a bias against Travis Barker because... Yeah, you hate Travis. <sighs> He's, You're a Scotman because that stupid no, podcast has turned you into a Scotman. I'm not a Scotman. All you not, like is Scott. I'm not a Scotman. I'm not a Scotman. Tom and then Scott and then Yellow Wolf. No, I'm a Barkerman. And then anyone else I'm a Barkerman. I'm a Barkerman. And then Barker and then Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. Do you want? Is this the other song you wanted me to play? No, I mean I don't want you to play the third best, but I just I want to talk about it. But no, it's not this one. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I, it's still it's still a good song. It's good, yes. but it's not it's not any anywhere as good as what they put out on their last record, RTJ Four. Right. That's for sure. But uh, the next one we have here is from Mastodon. Uh, I, I don't you're you're not a Mastodon man, right? No, the song was boring. Yeah. So they put out a song called Fallen Torches. It's their first song, I think, in like two years, maybe a year and a half. They put out, put out an EP then, uh, but so yeah, this is the first thing they have they put out in a while, and um, I, I mean, I enjoy it. But I'm, I'm a Mastodon man. I don't know. They, they're like there's nothing about this that I thought was 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 fun, exciting, new. It's just it sounded like boring metal. <laughs> I feel like that. See, that's how I used to feel about Mastodon. But the last few years, I I've kind of liked them more, just to, like as a band. Not to like sit down and just listen to, but as to just kind of have like on in the background or just just <laughs> have on. So they're good if you don't pay attention. No, but it's, but see, it's not that. It it's I can't even explain what it is. I really can't even explain what it is. But this is a cool side stage at like Not Fest. <laughs> this is fine. You know, the first time I ever saw them was at Ozfest on the yeah. side stage, and they played at like yeah. noon. They played at, yeah. like, at noon. I, that's ex- yep, yeah. that's that's the math that's what's known as the mastodon spot in the in the biz <laughs> is that, oh you playing the mastodon uh, yeah noon yeah, yeah yeah that's what they say in the biz that was like 2004 or 2005 i'm telling you something like that yeah. i'm telling you okay so uh spine shank this is a this is a, a new metal band from <laughs> way back in the day i liked one of their records I, it was a solid record i think it's pretty still it's still pretty solid I, and from what it looks like, they put okay. So they put they put out this song called "Infected." It sounds exactly what the span has ever sounded like, and um, it was okay. But <laughs> I, I don't, don't even remember this song. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very unforgettable. I remember all of these songs. I don't remember this song at all. And then I was looking, I was looking on Spotify, and the last song they had put out prior to this was in 2012. And I don't know if you've noticed, like, from some bands that put out new music, like, they won't have, like, proper artwork. It'll just be, like, this, like, this weird beige, like, background with the band's name and then the title of the song in a different color. And then that's it. And that's kind of what this was. And then I remember like when we, we were talking about like a few months ago, we were talking about Taproot. Ugh. Remember that? They they put out a yeah, new song. Yeah, you had this weird obsession with Taproot yeah, for like know. four months. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so so their their cover was very much the same. And they hadn't put out a song for like a decade. So I'm, and then Static X were the same way. Static Static X put out a new song after like eight years, and it was the same thing too. Like it was that weird, stupid stock background. So it's like I wonder if these are just like random B sides that these bands are putting out from old music, or if it's actually new music. Maybe they're like currently signed to the same label, and that's that's the new. I don't know. That's the new thing. It's weird, but yeah, the, the Spine Shank song was whatever, but. The one album, the the height of colossusness, solid record, solid new metal record. I will say, new metal record, not just solid record, but new metal record. Uh, the Aquabats, damn, there's a lot of songs. The Aquabats, they put out a new song called Karate Body. I thought it was so boring. What? I, just, I couldn't get into it, man. I'm sorry. I, oh, this song. This is my third best. This song is so. I thought good. Run it's the very... Jewels was your third best. No, that's, I mean, that's just fine. No, no, Aquabats is third best. Touche and War is number two, and Devil and George is my favorite song from this list. <laughs> that's not even but what Aquabats you said. Is, this is what, it, what I said. That is not what you said at the beginning, but okay, fine. But go ahead. That is what I said. But go ahead. That's what I said. But go ahead. The song is fantastic. It's fun. This is a good, it's a good skit song, but it's not just a skit and not, it doesn't separate the song. It kind of intertwines the two. It's fine. It's good. It's just Fantastic. straight out of like their TV show. Fuck out of here. You didn't watch their TV show. I've I've watched an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. That's not even their TV or show. Yo Gabba Gabba, whatever it is. Or what is, what is that's Chris that's Christian Jacobs TV show. But it's the same thing. Their TV show was the Aquabat Super Show. It's not the same it's thing. It's the same fucking thing. Fucking but anyway. Do you want to wait, did you want me to play it or what do you want? No. Okay. I don't I don't I don't want you to play any more songs. Okay, well the next song I actually do want to play. Oh. Because it's so it's so stupid. This song is awful. So I guess the, there's this one good dude out there. I don't know if he's a musician necessarily or if he's just like a YouTube or like a internet celebrity. Use that with very loosely. Dead. But he put out a song with Blink. Uh, and Blink, as we know it over the last several years, is just Mark and Travis. Like Matt Skiba is really not a part of the band. But they won't say that he's not a part of the band. But anytime that they do anything outside of like their main album... It's always just them too. So it's kind of embarrassing and I I just I don't I don't I don't know I don't know why <laughs> I just don't know why this is happening. I don't know why Blink one eighty two They just don't stop. Like what like, clearly these collaborations that they've been doing over the last like year, year and a half had like none of them have worked out for them. So why that one did with the with the Bia Budi Booba. What the coffee the coffee shop song, the co- the what, dude? It's oh the, the one we talked about like last week or two weeks ago. It's like biabudi biabudi. Oh okay, but that like no, that. but that what that didn't like blow up. That wasn't. I mean, it was already a popular song. Yeah, just, they just remixed they it. Remixed or somebody it. else remixed it. Yeah, this is like a. That's what this is. No, this is like a brand new song. 
This is Ad, this is Adam's song being remixed on and then Blink featuring Blink. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, yeah, this is this dude Oliver Tree. I mean, I know I understand it's like his look is part of his whole gimmick, but it's, it's not enough. It's like not even. It's like too. It's it's too over the top where it's not even funny. So here, here's here's Let Me Down. You know what, Jeff? You know what? 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 You know what? I'm I'm honestly surprised you don't like this song like a lot. Cause I'm holding it for ransom. I really don't know why you don't like the song more. Cause this sounds like the garbage that is nine. That's on nine. Well, that that last thing was from nine, but I know, I know. But I'm surprised you don't like it because it's so reminiscent of the garbage that's on nine. Hey man, I'm a wild card. You, you 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 win some, you lose some. I just I don't know. This was bad. It's that bad. This, yeah, this is awful. Very awful. Very awful. Uh, so the next thing we have here, so we have Gorillas. They put out a new song with Schoolboy Q called Pac Man. I thought it was all right. They they're like putting out these like singles with all these this like instrumental noise stuff. But what do you think of it? It was all right. It was. It was okay. Okay at best. Yeah. Even even almost like in the realm of, of this is just dumb and bad and un- unnecessary. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. And then the last thing we have here is Robert Plant, the singer from Led Zeppelin. He put out a song called Charlie Patton Highway, Turn It Up Part 1. Apparently this is like a B-side from his last record or some something like that. And I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. I thought it was nice. It's, it's, it was nice. It's funny because when I said earlier that I bought five... Um, blues vinyls, right? Yeah, and I no, yeah, 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 and I couldn't remember the fifth one. When we're reading this right now, the fifth vinyl I bought was an old blues musician from like the Delta days, and his name was Charlie Patton. Oh, look at that! So that's that's the that's the fifth one I bought, and I remember now. I've never even heard of Charlie Patton. Well, Charlie Patton Highway. Yeah, there you go. Turn it up, part one. Don't well, don't play it because it's kind of boring. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it, but I I, I still kind of liked it. Robert Plant still has a great voice for his age. Still great. I know. Was he like 100 now? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, probably like more like 180 or something like that. (laughs) Okay, so we're done with the the new music and stuff that took us fucking forever. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so fucking gassy. We're going to finish this up real quick. Uh, The Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack uh, has been expanded upon, and there are more songs than we initially thought. Yeah. Uh, So um, much more. Like MXPX to a tribe called Quest because they weren't on the original ones, right? 
so like the big thing here is is suicidal tendencies being on there because I thought that they were not going to be on the soundtrack. They were not. Yeah, correct. They were not going to be on this. It was. But now they are going to be on the soundtrack. It was going to be them that who were not going to be on it. Like Unsane weren't going to be on it. I think yeah, that was it. Fuck about Unsane. Oh, and uh, public the Public Enemy Anthrax song wasn't going to be on there. I think. Oh, bring the noise. Yeah, bring the noise wasn't going to be on there. Okay, so Bring the Noise and Psycho Vision are both confirmed going to be on the soundtrack, and that's that's it. We're done. Call it a day. <laughs> that's all we need. So Sign then, like, me up. Then like Machine Gun Kelly's going to be on it. Like what the fuck? And it's that's just, right. Just like why, an OG version, press R one and you'll skip the song. It's easy. But then this is another example of oh, you know the music industry pushing Machine Gun Kelly on everyone. Like nobody wants him. Nobody cares about Machine Gun Kelly. But for whatever reason, he's always pushed on everybody. I like, I like one of his songs. But I play other than that, but other than that, you don't know anything about him except that that's he works true. with Travis Barker, and that's it. And then that he was in that Molly Crew movie, which you may not even know. No, didn't it? Yeah, but that was that was it. Like they they've been trying so hard to push this guy to become famous, and he's just not breaking that that barrier and just exploding. But they they really want him to. The record labels really, really fucking want him to. It's weird. It's very weird. But anyway, yeah. that was the only thing that really upset me about this. But other than that, everything else is is pretty solid. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> Less than Jake is on there. Uh, what else is on here? That's new. I don't know. I don't know what stuff. Strung out. Like, strung out's good. That's a new one. That's good. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, it's gonna be. It's gonna be solid. And I'm excited. It comes out in September, right? Is that when the game comes out? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. So get it, everyone should get, it, should get excited too. And then the last thing we have here to, to wrap it up because we like to end things on a, on a high note, obviously. Uh, Malik B from The Roots, he uh, passed away. You know more yeah. about this than I do. So what, would he, what, what do we got here? What, what's going on? I'm not like a big Rootsman, but um, I mean, they're a fucking fantastic band. And I say band because they're they're a band and they play a lot of like there's a lot of people in their band mm-hmm. and they're all really good at their instruments. And I think most people probably know the roots from being the uh that what do you call the house band on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. For for many, many years. Or they know Questlove. Or Questlove drummer. Most probably mostly like you you would recognize him because he has crazy hair. And the and the fro pick that he always yeah. wears. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're a phenomenal band, and 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 Malik uh, Abdul Basit, as his uh, Christian name would be, he was a founding <laughs> member of the Roots, and he passed away this week. So um, that's that's not fun, I guess. No, it's not. He's young; he's in his forties. Damn! Did it say how he died? How he died? Not yet. Fuck! I wonder if it was suicide or drugs or so random. No what it is, it'll like, be coronavirus. That, you never know. You never know. But no, that that sucks. That that really sucks. So, another another great musician uh, has left us. So, but he's left a lot of good music. So I guess we can all remember him from that. Yeah. So I don't know. I got I got nothing else for the pod. That that's it. That's all, baby boy. Yeah. So go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinite Radio. Go uh, leave us a. Um, What's it called? Oh, a fucking wow. review. And that would be great. That'd, that'd be great. And Asinai Radio, Asinai Radio. And once again, Asinai Radio. That's it. That's all. 